Okay, we are picking up an Avchet Amad Aleph. It's a few Mishnayot today. I love a good deal. The top Vishnu says, Ein bein ha-moder ha-na'amech ha-viro le-moder mimenu ma'achal ela drisat ha-regel ve-kelim she'en osim behem ochal nefesh. You know, if you're going to make, take a vow. Now, one of, the, one of the vows people would take is, let's say they got mad at somebody, and a way to say, like, I'm mad at you is to say, I, I take a vow not to get any hana'ah from you. I'm not going to get any benefit from you. Okay, that's one way to think. That's a very common nedr that the Mishnah and the Gemara talks about. But it's also a type of vow. Is it a nedr? Like it's a nedr. A bit. Yeah, it's a nedr. A nedr is a vow. Yeah. Okay, so we'll talk about nedr in a second. Okay, so that's the idea. It's a nedr. I'm not going to get any hanaf from you. Then you're not allowed to get hanaf from a person. Okay, but it's also a type where you say, I'm not going to get any food from you. So what's the difference between these two? The difference is drisata regel, meaning literally like trampling of the feet, meaning to be able to like walk around their property. Rashi says, if you vowed you're not going to get any benefit from him whatsoever, you can't even enter his house. If you only made another not to get food from the person, well, this isn't food. Also, uh, utensils that you don't use for food preparation. Okay, that would be, you'd be allowed to like borrow them or whatever, maybe. Gemara says, hold on a second. When it comes to, apparently, when it comes to utensils that are used for food preparation, both would be the same. Okay, they're prohibited both ways. Okay. What does it mean that uh, trampling? It says, What do you mean, says the Gemara? People are a makbid, and that's so particular to prevent someone from like walking around their property. Rashi says, Why would it be us, sir, if somebody takes a vow not to get benefit? Walking on your property isn't necessarily considered to be getting hana, if people aren't makbid about it. Gemara says, I'm a Rava Hamani Rabbi Eliezer. This is the opinion of Rabbi Eliezer. The Amar Vitur Asur B'moder Hana. Vitur meaning to be mivater is to uh, like to uh, allow someone to do something that doesn't count. It's still prohibited when it comes to Mudar Hana. Somebody who has taken a vow not to get any benefit at all. So it doesn't make a difference that, you know, that I let everyone, you know, uh, walk around my property. You're still getting benefit according to Rabbi Eliezer, and therefore it should be prohibited. Okay, new mission. This is a very fundamental uh, distinction that the Mishnah has here. You see it throughout Shas. The difference between a neder, a vow, and a nidava, what we call a donation. Meaning that in this case, this isn't a neder about taking a nak and hana. This is about giving a korban to the Beit HaMikdash. So there's a vow and there's a nidava. What, and it just it seems like the nomenclature is different. What's the difference? When it comes to vows, you're uh, responsible for the item, and when it comes to divine, you are not. I'll just something the Gemara is going to say to this, but I'll just I'll just ruin it. And the idea is as follows: When it comes to a, ne- a neder, you say hare alai korban. Okay, it's about the if you like uh, the uh, the, um, the, the 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 terminology, we'll call it. Uh, it's on the gavra, the person hare alai korban. It's a personal obligation to bring a korban, and therefore, even if the particular animal I had in mind to bring us the korban would die or disappear or whatever or get stolen, I still have the obligation to bring the korban because it's an obligation on me. Whereas in the devas, you say hare zeh korban. This animal will be a korban, and if something happens to that particular animal, I'm exempt, because it's not about me, it's about the animal. So once the animal is not able to be brought, I am off the hook. Okay, that's why I'm not chayab al-chayitan, that means I'm not responsible if something happens. Gemara says, The implication is, that when it comes to the, the uh, prohibition of bal ta'acher, bal ta'acher is a prohibition of not to delay the bringing of one's, the fulfilling of one's vows, specifically usually has to do with bringing korbanot, they're the same. 
right? Because either way, you still have the obligation to bring it within a certain amount of time. Tanan hatam, you know, in the right over there, ezehu neder haomer hare alai ola. What is a neder? It's somebody who says, behold, a korban ola is behold, you know, is uh, is incumbent upon me. Ezehu nidava haomer hare zo ola. Behold, this animal is a korban ola. Uma be nidarim nidavot. What's the difference between the two? Nidarim meitu unignivu o avdu chayav b'achur. You tell me when it comes to neder, if it dies or stolen or lost, you're still responsible to replace it. Nidavot meitu unignivu o avdu ain't no chayav b'achur. That's what I said before. Nidava, you're not gonna be responsible because it's, it's about the object itself and once it's gone, it's gone. Minani mili from the minodis. The ton of rabbanan is willing to break as follows. About to say something here. Vanir tzalo lechaber alov. It will be acceptable uh, for him to atone for him. The key word is on him. Whatever is upon him, then he's he's responsible to replace it. It's not alav, it's not on him, it's about the animal. He's not obligated to replace it. My mashma, how do we, uh, where's the indication of this? Once it's a lie on me, it's as if he's like putting the burden on his shoulders. And therefore, it's a personal obligation, no matter what happens to that particular animal. Okay, so that's a good distinction. Nedar and Nedava comes up a lot of times to our chas. It's a good, this is a, this is the basic source for this distinction. Okay, new Mishnah. Okay, the Mishnah is going to be about the halacha of a zav. Okay, quick, ha, a quick halacha about the zav that we have to know, at least for our purposes right now. Um, a zav, there's two types of zav. There's a male and a female. A woman is called a zava, a man is called a zav. For a woman, being a zava is a little more complex in the sense of identifying it because it looks just like menstrual blood. Okay, so a woman will have like menstrual blood, but it's not at the time that she's expecting menstruation. She's called a zava. There's a lot of complications in terms of determining when is the woman is she really a nida, she is zava, how do you know which one's which? It's not so simple. But that's an important distinction. We'll, we'll talk about that. Okay. Um, nowadays, by the way, there is a halacha and Masaka Nita tells us about tells us about this because we're, that we're concerned that any woman who sees any blood whatsoever, we're concerned it could be nida blood. Ores of a blood, and that's why if you probably heard uh, the idea that like a woman, let's say, is uh, tmei'ah for like two weeks out of the month or whatever it might be. Why is it two weeks? The reason is because as a nida, she be tmei'ah for about for seven days. That's a halacha. If you're a nida, seven days. A zava, after you stop seeing blood, there's a requirement of what's called shivan nikiim, seven clean days. If you count each day, making sure, protecting herself to make sure she doesn't see any more blood. So we actually combine those. So as a woman, let's say, menstruates for about five to seven days, whatever it might be. But even after that, we impose this humra, basically, of saying that she might be a zava, and that's where we get the seven days plus another seven clean days. That's the lachalamaisa. Okay, for a man, being a zav, it's kind of like they say it's gonorrhea-like, kind of like a pussy emission from the penis. Kind of disgusting, probably. But in this context, it uh, creates a tumah. How does the tumah work? Uh, in sequence. There's, ones, there's one sighting, two sightings, or three sightings. The sightings can be three consecutive days, it could be three times on one day. What's the difference? The mission is going to talk about the difference between two sightings and three sightings. Okay? Uh, one sighting, you're time for a day, that's not a big deal. But after that, you become a Zab, we'll see. The mission says, Ain't the only difference between a Zab who sees two sightings of this emission, again, it would be either two on one day or two consecutive days, or when it says three, again, three on one day or three consecutive days, or the truth is even two on, you know, two on one day, one on another, would be Korban. And the person who has three sightings has to go to Korban, but the regular Zab, you'll be Tamei also 
just like even after two seconds. The Gemara says, Halinya Mishkav Umoshav Usfirat Shiva Zebazeshavim. But when it comes to Mishkav, which is a tumma of when you lie on top of something, all the things that are underneath you are Tameh. Just as a cute example, uh, let's say you guys remember the old fairy tale, The Princess and the Pea. So if you like lay on that, like a pile of mattresses, you know, go sky high, all the mattresses become Tameh Mishkav. Okay, lies on the top tamay. one. If you're Tameh, you're Tameh Zab. Tummy Mishkov, everything you're relying on top of is Tummy. Okay, Moshe have something you sit on. Spira Shiva is counting these seven clean days. I indicated before, you have to count these seven clean days before you can go to the mikvah. Okay, they're the same. It doesn't make a difference. Two times, three times, it's the same. Minami Mili, from where we know this. The Tana Rabbana, we learned in the Brayta. Rabbi Simai Omer, Manah Katuv Shtayim, Ukrao Tameh, Vishalosh Ukrao Tameh. The Torah indicated or counted two, and it called the Tameh. And then three times, three, and also called the Tameh. Okay. Um, let's again. Rashi says, "Manakatu shtei." We've got a little bit lower, lower in the Rashi. Manakatu shtei. It says, "Ve'ish ki yezav mibsaro zovo tamehu." It says the word two times. Right? First of all, be a zav from his flesh. Zovo tamehu. Okay. So it says the two times he's tameh, and also harish stezi vote. Okay. So it says the word zav basically two times, and then the next Rashi also shalosh gro tameh. It's a dichliv. Bezotia tumato bezovo one rar bezaro et zovo two. Okay, so the point is that it mentions two mentionings of the word Zab, saying you're Tameh, and three mentionings. So that shows you that they're basically the same. But again, if it's doing it separately, you have to understand it has to be some distinction between the two. So it's two for to be Tameh, but three that at the end of the whole process you'll have to bring a Korban as well. Maybe I say to flip it. I say no. Two uh, two sightings, you'll be tameh but no korban. Three, you'll go to korban but no but no tumah. Is that exactly what Rashi said? No. So no Rashi said it would be korban but and tumah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So he says no. Gemara said, how can you suggest that? Amrat achalo rashalosh rash time. How can you suggest that if you had a third reiya, you'd only bring a korban and not be tameh? You already tameh once you saw it two times. Doesn't work. The Amrish time the korban velola tuma shalosh after tuma. If I say fine, two times you bring a korban and you won't be tame, and in the third you'll be tame also. Lo sagadata. So don't think that. Don't think that. Why? Titania. We learned in the bright as follows. Bechipera lava gohen lifnei Hashem mizovo. It says that the, the kohen will help him atone before Hashem from his status of being a zav. Mixat zavin vivin korban u mixat zavin and vivin korban. The implication seems to be that only in that second circumstance, that the, the person has three sightings, that's when the kohen steps in and helps the person through bringing the korban. The implication is that a small number of zavin bring the korban, and some number of zavin do not bring a korban. Okay, so how does that work out then? Ra'ashalosh, maybe, maybe, shtayim, and maybe. Okay, so if you have three sightings, you bring a korban, two you don't. Oh, ain't no ella, or maybe no. The writer continues. Ra'ashtayim, maybe, ra'ashalosh, and no, maybe. Maybe it's again, the opposite. If you see two times you bring the korban, three times you won't. Again, Amrat, Achalo, ra'ashalosh, ra'ashtayim. It's the same question I had before. That if you have, once, before you see three, you've seen two. So it can't be that person who sees three times won't bring a korban because you already, it's a per, because a person who's not three times. Also saw two times, so they certainly it's have to be the carbon as well. Right? It's it's yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's even it's even more basic than kavachomer, yeah. right? But, but yeah, yeah, it doesn't work out. It doesn't make sense that like when you have more, you're less tummy. It doesn't make sense.
Okay, Beistrich to Rabbi Simai, Beistrich Mizabo. And I need Rabbi Simai's teaching here, and I also need the teaching about Mizabo. Why? The, meaning this bright is not really so repetitive, it's the Gemara is trying to say. It's all necessary. Why? Why would it not just be like two rather than one? Why is it three rather than two? Oh, that's a different question. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, the Imi, the Rabbi Simai, because if I only use the statement of Rabbi Simai, who said again, Manaha Kadu Shtaim Karotame, Shalosh Karotame, right? That's the friend of Rabbi Simai's idea. If we only had that idea, Hava Mina Kikujan. What a thought, like our, uh, like our difficulty, like our question. Meaning, maybe it's a uh, uh, you can break it down differently. Kamash malam mizovo. So as we have mizovo to tell you that Dafka works this way with the uh, three person, uh, the three times person is a korban, etc. The e mizovo leadamakamariyo. But if you only had to use the word mizovo, I wouldn't know how many you need. Kamash malam derabi simai. Derabi simai helps you understand that oh, it's based on how many times the word zav comes up, and then we have two distinctions: it's a two timer and a three timer, and that's how it is. So we put it all together. You get a two timer, it's just Tame, and a three timer is Tame plus Korba. Okay. So now that we're using the word mizovo for a drasha, so what we do this other pasuk which says when the zav becomes tahor from zovo, what drasha we make on that extra word? It says because it sounds again, so it sounds because what we're saying until now is that the word zovo every time the word zav comes up, it's teaching us something new. So that means okay. So then the, the next time it says the word zovo in the, in the tahara process of becoming ta- uh, tahor, it should be teaching us something new. So it says who that's necessary in accordance with what the Brighta teaches us. As it says, the Khiitar Hazav when the Zav becomes the whore, Lich shall yifsok mizovo. Okay, it means when he stops becoming a Zav. Rashi says on the first wide line here, Lich Shah Yifsok Mizovo, Ain Sarih Litbo, Kodam Svira, Ela Misha Yivsok Yimne. Okay, so you don't go to the mikvah before you count. Before you count the seven days, rather once you stop seeing the the, the emission, then you start counting. Okay, that's the idea. Mizavo again, again back in the Gemara. Pichitar azav mizavo. Ma'adrashbe homi bay lechen adrashbe bay. Pichitar azav lechshayu sok mizavo. Mizavo velo mizavo ungao. Okay, it's mizavo. It's when you start counting, when you stop seeing the zav, but not the zav and a nega. Now the word nega literally means like a like a plague or something like that. And the Gemara almost always refers to sarat, nega sarat. So let's say a person has a real bad week. He's both a zav and he's a mitzora at the same time. Okay, so the idea is you can get tahor from the zav even though you're also a uh, mitzora at some time at the same time. Okay, that's the idea. Um, Mizovo visafar. It says from uh, from uh, from his ziva status, and he will count. Limed alzav baal shetaun svirat shiva. This teaches us that Izav, who has two sightings of this emission, that he requires counting seven days. We're gonna get stuck in the middle here. Okay, but we'll do a little bit more. But hello, dinu. But this is logical. Din usually means logic, specifically kabbalah. Im mitame mishkavu moshav. Uh, if somebody who makes other people or other things tamay through mishkav or moshav doesn't normally require counting seven days. Um, one second. Shomer yom keneged yom tochiach. So the case of a Shomeret Yom Kenegad Yom. Now, a Shomeret Yom Kenegad Yom is something Rashi says on top here. It's Okay, so it works like this. 
a woman who um, is going to become a zava, or potentially could become a zava, the first time she sees blood, usually where it works is there's certain times of the month where if she say if she sees blood, she's considered to be a need. Those are times that she should normally be menstruating. Certain times we should expect the, expect the menstrual blood. And if she sees blood, she's called a zava. If she only sees one sighting, she basically goes to mikvah that day. As long as she doesn't bleed again, she's good to go by the nighttime. Okay, so she's going to show us. She's going to prove or that the, that reality that case will show us that that's not true. That what we're that what we're saying isn't necessarily the case. They don't necessarily need sviyat shiva. Okay, again, let's go back again. Shemir yom gedagi yom tochiach shemitamav mishkav v'moshav beinatun nasviyat shiva. So we thought that when it comes to the zav, once you're mitamav mishkav v'moshav, you certainly should need to be. Um, Counting the seven clean days, but not so clear because the woman who's big, who has this uh, one sighting, she is mitama mishkav moshav, but she doesn't count seven clean days. One second, and don't get so like you know, surprised by this. That's where the puzzle comes and says, Mixat Zovo So that puzzle tells us ultimately the Vo Visafar teaches us that Zav who has two Riyot will require seven uh, counting seven clean days. Okay, what's up there?